Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. For Mitch. All right. What up, Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry? Motherfucking D. What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, aka Blanderson Hooper. Hello, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that was not your voice. No. <laughs> Whose voice was that? I don't know, some little boy I found on YouTube, but he had a little bit of, you know, a little bit of excitement in his voice, so I thought that would be a good way to go. You knew there was no chance you could ever fucking match that excitement for that no. little boy. Not without waking up my kids. Even after eight straight wins. No. Well, I- I'm just happy that you're not fucking yawning like you were when we started recording tonight. <laughs> I'm sorry for begging you to do the show tonight. It's a, it's a late night, man. If you can't do it tonight, when the fuck can you do it? Yeah, the Knicks showed up and showed out. The least you could fucking do is get on and re- record a podcast for, I'm you, here. for your team. I'm here. Barely. Well, we'll find out, I guess, how much you are here. Remember, guys, wherever you listen to the show, remember to leave us a five-star rating and or a positive review. And please, subscribe to the one podcast that keeps all our receipts. We keep them all. And Jay and Barry, you're going to enjoy this one later. Uh-oh. All right? All right. Barry, did you bet on the game tonight or any no. of these games? No. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I had to sit. I had to, look, there was enough riding on this game, right? right. I, I didn't need to put anything extra on it. Come well, on. Well, if you ever change your mind, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. And guys, for this wonderful Nick's life, it's so fucking sunny, you might need some sunglasses, all right? What a what a great, what a That's great a segue. segue into the second <laughs> ad here, all right? See, I thought you were going to go with like a Trey Young sunglasses <laughs> reference, but all right. It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KANONCAST15, K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15, at Kanan.com, K-A-E-N-O-N.com, to receive 15% off your first pair. That's KananCast15. Kanan, clearly better. All right, all the bullshit is out of the way, guys. Now we can really get down to business. Eight wins in a row. Some predicted we would win eight wins or less all season. All season. But here we are with eight wins in a row. And Mike Woodson here at the Garden 
to see it against the Atlanta Hawks. We are now the four seed in the East with 12 games remaining. We somehow miraculously lead the NBA in net rating in April. We're number sixth in three-point shooting, at least before the Hawks game. We might have moved, fucking moved up. We, we, we probably we did move up. The shooting was great today. It's unbelievable, Craig. It's unreal. The Grizzlies, the Raptors, the Lakers, the Pelicans, the Mavs, the Pelicans again, the Hornets, and now the fucking Hawks. 40 points for Randall. 20 each for Rose and IQ. IQ dancing after hitting that three in overtime. Prancing and dancing, as Clyde would say. RJ coming through again in the second half and in the clutch, even when he struggled in the first half. Guys, I've been waking up some mornings fucking in tears thinking about my Knicks from the night before. All right, and I'm not fucking joking around here, and I've said this on Twitter multiple times, I think, by now, but I'm not even fucking kidding. I'm pretty confident that you guys and everything around me, it's all fucking... I'm just in... I died. I fucking died, and I am in heaven right now. You're not alone, never Craig. Fe- I have not <laughs> felt like this in forever. Are, are, am I dead? I'm dead, and you guys are just part of my heaven right now. It, it feels like heaven because, look, we went into the season thinking the, Nas- the Knicks were going to be dead last. Then, at some point, we were like, you know what? The Knicks have a shot to make the play-in. Then it was like, screw the play-in. We might be able to get sixth place and not have to worry about the play-in. And now... If the season ended today, we'd be sitting with home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. It is unbelievable, Craig, what is going on this year with this Knicks team. When I think about playoffs, my nipples get hurt. My nipples have been hard for eight wins already. My nipples are fucking cutting everything in their path right now, all right? I'm walking around. I, walk, I picked up my kids from school today. It's a little chilly out. Everybody is looking at my nipples because they could see them busting through my shirt. It's fucking heaven. And that's heaven. If that's not heaven, I don't know <laughs> I don't what know is. I don't know what is. <laughs> and let me remind you guys of this. I said we keep our receipts, right? Well, here we go. Uh-oh. You're saying 34 and 38, Barry? Yeah. I'm going yeah. I'm going 38, 34. What? 38 yeah, and 34? You heard me right. Yeah. You predict they're going to be 38 and 34? They're getting better as the season goes. Yeah, yeah, but they're, dude, they're all these other teams. <laughs> these other teams are going to ramp up as they get closer to the playoffs. I think the competition is going to get harder. You don't think they can go twenty-four and eighteen the rest of the way? Twenty-four and eighteen, I think, is pushing it. All right, Jay, what's your fucking prediction? Uh fucking Mister Know It All here. Yeah, thirty and forty-two. What are you fucking <sighs> crazy? What do you mean? It's an awful prediction, Jay. What? Okay. Right. Mark these. Write these down, Craig. Somewhere. They're going to play ten games oh, under no. five hundred the rest of the way. The minutes are going to take a toll on some of these guys, and I also, you know, I'm taking into account the possibility that there's a trade and that that'll upset some chemistry. Barry's is the most realistic viewpoint. I'm a little positive, <laughs> and Jay, you're just like you just think they're going to take a nosedive because that is not a good that sixteen mean... and twenty six the rest of the way is fucking yeah. awful. I mean, listen, it's it's what not a perfect great, synopsis but... of. It's better than what we've been getting. Well, what do we have to say for ourselves now? Shame on on me. I was wrong. I mean, come on. What what are you going to (laughs) do? And it feels so good for you to be wrong about that. So confident about it. Well, it's it's true. I mean, what, what Jay said in that clip about, oh, no, I think I said it. (laughs) <laughs> about other t- yeah no I said it about other teams ramping up as the playoffs get closer I didn't you you thought the Knicks were going to get better I didn't I didn't think they were going to get better I didn't see how they could and and yet I mean look at Julius's stretch 
over these games. Another 40-point oh. night tonight. Six for eight from three. This guy, the leader that he has become, it warms my heart, Craig. <laughs> and now he is being talked about in MVP conversations, with I, which I think is absolutely crazy. I mean, all NBA is maybe a little more realistic, but some... Some people are putting him in their top three or four for league MVP. Well, look, he'll get he, he'll get a vote or two, I think, for it. But I mean, he's not going to be uh, he's not going to win it. But yeah, all NBA. I mean, that's that you should write it down now. I mean, the way he's he's on the tear right now is is un- amazing. That the fact that he has brought this team up to fourth place right now, you know, all that stuff goes into it. And I mean, all all NBA is a real possibility. Come on. And guys, somehow without Alec Burks, without Mitchell Robinson, which it's been a while without Mitch, but without those guys, suddenly this offense is clicking. We know they're a great defensive team, and that was their bread and butter for the whole season. That's what won them games. But now all of a sudden, you're combining an actual legitimate NBA offense (laughs) with a great defense. They are suddenly clicking, and I think they found their identity. Yeah, because, I mean, look, tonight, they gave up 100 points in the first 37 minutes of this game. You know, it wasn't the Knicks' defensive identity that, you know, we've been used to. But like you said, when they need to push back and guys have to step up, like Rose has been doing, like Quickly's been doing, it's keeping them in, in these games. And, yeah, where, where they used to let go of the rope, you know, that we talked about last season and, and the season before that, and even the beginning of this year, now they've got that closing mentality. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let you walk all over them, and they're not gonna let you take a win away from them. Yeah, there's two keys that I think is going on with their offense. One is that everybody knows their role, and everybody knows what they do well. Right? We're seeing, we're seeing RJ parked in his spot where he likes to be. We know that everybody on that team views Randall as the guy now. Like it's it's for real now. He he's one of the best players in the NBA this season. So so everyone is deferring to him when they need to, right? Bullock's shot. I haven't appreciated Bullock all season until this stretch where his sh- his shots are like darts and he knows exactly what his role is. It's to be on that wing or on the side sh- shooting threes and just to sit out there and let Derrick Rose penetrate, let Randall penetrate, let these other guys penetrate. And then they kick him out to Randall. They kick it out to Bullock, right? RJ knows his role in that second half, you know, that he's a go-to guy with Randall. He knows that he's needed. Yeah, everybody knows exactly what they are supposed to be doing out there and everything is clicking. I'm amazed at how they are penetrating and kicking the ball out and getting all these wide open threes. And everyone is in their spot every time. It is they're in their spot that they like and they hit the highest percentage from. It's amazing to watch. And you know, going back to Randall about the leader, you know, that he's become, you know, it, it, most importantly with that, he's built up the credibility to be that, you know, this play on the court. But in addition to that, it's leading the guys to the gym, you know, when they get into these new cities for their away games. It's pulling RJ aside at halftime uh, when he's struggling, you know, shooting the ball in the first half and saying, you know, we need you in the second half. You're going to have a big second half. He's got the respect of his teammates. He's got the respect of the fans. He's got the respect of the league now. And how long were people saying that Julius Randle can never be a number one option on a winning team, and yet here he is proving that he can be? Speaking of receipts, do you do you have? There we go. Any other clips? 
No, I don't have that other clip. Jay. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> oh, okay. You have the you, clip let's, of let's go me back getting to the win total wrong. Your clip of you wrong. saying that Julius Randle should about, start over. What about Obi you and Barry ragging on Ban, uh, Randall, begging on Randall uh, before the year started? So you, you mysteriously you don't have that though. Isn't he funny, Barry? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just checking. As I just want to make sure. As if we were alone in that, or we even pretend so, that. So, so when happen. I. I was wrong. You've you've got the you tape didn't of know that. what you were fucking talking about, Jay. <laughs> okay. All right, that's the difference. You were talking out of your ass, and you happened to you said that oh. Randall should be starting over Obi because mm. he was the most experienced okay. guy on this team. All right, so you didn't say so he was going to have wrong, this type we've of got season. The tape of it. You just said that he was the most experienced but when guy on you the team. Were wrong, that's not a fucking groundbreaking statement. I was talking out of my ass. I remember okay. that. Well, you're right. The season Randall's having has proven that he's the most experienced guy on this team because that's what you said. No, I didn't well, say the most experienced. He said he was the most accomplished. I said the accomplished. most accomplished. Fine, the most accomplished player. Yeah. Is that what you meant? This is what you meant. What's happening right now in front of our he's eyes? He's the best player on the team. <laughs> okay, great. I'm sure everyone's really impressed with that, Blandy. Mm-hmm. You didn't say it. I said it. You thought he was so accomplished that he was going to lead the team to a, to a fucking abysmal second half, finishing the year at 30 and 42. I'm just saying. You must have I, thought he was really good. You must have thought Julius Randle was really fucking good to lead the team to that record. I don't know. Seems like I touched a nerve. <laughs> I don't think so. And how much more confident are you guys late in the games right now? I was even confident when we were down eight. Or I think you texted Jay. You were like, hey, if we lose, are we doing the podcast? And I was like, we're winning this shit. Yeah, you did write that. In all caps, right? I think in all caps. Yeah, we're winning this shit, dude. We, we know what we're yep. doing down the stretch. We know when to turn it on. You know, we it's lock it down I, defensively in the fourth. I think somebody's going to make a shot. You don't necessarily know who it's going to be, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's bad parts to that because we don't have like a, you know, a go-to guy at the end necessarily. But I think it's great that any one of them could step up and hit a big shot. Yeah, I think that's part of what's going on is that they're all showing the ability to do that. And everybody is is hitting those outside three-point shots other than whoever's playing center for us. That yeah, and the thing is, the Knicks are just end. more... The quickly three at the end was... was oh. I mean, that was deep. Oh, it felt great. And like, Craig, you, you tweeted out, you were dancing around your living room just like quickly was dancing to the bench. Oh, he had a couple moments where he was dancing around after threes. It felt great. Yeah, that, that put him up 10 at that point, right? Yeah. With that shot? That was over. It was a nail in the coffin. But yeah, the Knicks are just more and more, they're making the right play out there, you know, and, and everybody's doing it, you know, unless you're Alfred, you know, from time to time, he doesn't always do the right play, but- It's brutal but when Alfred's does. out there, because he, he ends up as one of those guys open from the three, and they swing, there was that one Look, play where RJ swung he's at wide him, open, and I was like, oh. If he's wide open, I don't, I don't mind him taking he it, even him. He shoots 28 from three. I know, Come on. I know. But when he's wide open, you know, he'll hit it from time to time. He, he had, he's, he's probably, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll hit it from time to time. <laughs> yeah, one out of four times. But Derek Rose has been key as well, right? With Alec Burks out. Alec Burks, if you remember, was finishing our close games at the point guard because Tibbs did not want Alfred doing that. But now with Alec is out, Derrick Rose has come up huge. Derrick Rose is so important to have out there. I was yeah. I got nervous when Derrick Rose had to go back to the bench because he, you know, he's our leader out there, you know, obviously aside from Julius, but when he's got the ball, he's just so much more confident and you're so much more confident in him that he's going to make the right play. Plus he was shooting the ball well as well. So you had another, you know, big time offensive threat, not just somebody that's going to see the floor and orchestrate the offense but somebody that can do a lot of damage. And he's been so key down the stretch of these games. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, I mean, it's a running theme all season that Thibodeau keeps starting Alfred Payton, but Thibodeau really showed 
<laughs> when Rose got his sixth foul that he preferred to go without a point guard. Yeah. Late, late in that game with just just put well he, not without well, point guard but he, was he also let quickly so well. he let quickly run the point and yeah. RJ come back in. But he he kept his starter on this is his fucking starter. That's the way it's been. Peyton sits on the bench in the fourth and Peyton knows that role now. That's his role. You sit on the bench over there Peyton, you keep to yourself. And, you know, the, the rest of the guys will finish it off. Thanks he knows his role is to start the game and to start the third quarter and stay in as long as possible without looking too awful. And then he comes out and he doesn't play again for the rest of the half. Tibbs is a smart guy, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> and I also it, like what Tibbs – do you like what Tibbs is doing with Randall's um, minutes He lately? switched it around, yeah. He did. Yeah, where he sits him earlier. Yeah, in the first, where, where Randall yeah. used to play the whole first quarter. Yes. And now we'll take him out. I do like that. It's been Around like six well. minutes in the first quarter, he puts Obi in. I love that, actually. And then Me he too. could judge when he wants to bring Randall back, you know, depending on the I, amount of rest he wants to give him and what the, what the game uh, is looking like. I feel like there was an obvious shift with Randall when Thibodeau started doing that. That's when Randall went on this crazy streak that he's on right now, where I don't, what's he averaging over this winning streak? Mid-30s. Right? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and when you think about it, it was only like two two episodes ago where we were talking about where we were going over the statistics where he was down to like shooting in like 30 something percent other than like three games where he had had good shooting games and now all of a sudden it's just it's a complete Forget turnaround about it. oh my god complete he's playing the best basketball he has yeah. all year I mean it went from looking like the minutes had taken a toll and he was slowing down and he was struggling and now he's just on a tear he's shooting the ball so well it's great um, what I was going to say about Thibodeau is, you know, what was the, the big knock on Thibodeau besides playing, you know, heavy minutes was that, oh, Thibodeau's going to come in this season and he's going to go out and he's going to try to win every game this season by any means possible, right? Forget player development, forget this. He's going to try to win. And look what happened. The Knicks are winning. <laughs> you know, so shame <laughs> and on look us. At, and look for, at what Julius Randle developed God forbid, into. Yeah, God forbid you have Fucking a coach MVP. out here that wants to win every game. So thank you, Tom Thibodeau, for, for instilling this winning mentality and, and for putting Knicks fans in their place, you know, who were looking for another tanking season. You know, he gave Obi some minutes in the third quarter and Obi actually, you know. He looked good. He played well. He got six rebounds, I think. He was doing what he needs to do. He doesn't need to be that offensive guy, which I think he struggles with not being. But you've, if you notice over the past few games, he's just rebounding the ball really well. He's playing solid defense. Looks more yeah, he comfortable. He was really active out there. That's all he needs to do when he gets out there. Barry, do you remember before the season when you were telling me who you could bet on for MVP and what the odds were? And I asked you about Julius Randle. Do you remember that? Yeah. And you were like, oh, they don't even, li they don't even list him. <laughs> right. You, can't, you couldn't even bet on him if you wanted to. Well, hey, I, who was it? Uh, was it ESPN or was it some other... Or was a Bleacher Report that didn't even have him in the top 100? No, the they both top suck. 100 players <laughs> in the NBA, Craig. And now what is he? Oh, is he's he a top, top 15. 10? Top 15? Easily. We have a top 15 NBA player who is 26 years old on this Knicks roster. And it doesn't feel like a stretch to say it because every facet of his game has improved to a level that is all NBA level. From the point scoring, to the rebounding, to the assists, to the free throw percentage, his three-point percentage, everything. I mean, does he turn over the ball? Yes, but his usage rate is so high. Exactly. And we'll take it. We'll live with it. He still gets me nervous late in games bringing the ball up. He had a lot of turnovers tonight. I mean, the whole Knicks team had a bunch of turnovers tonight. It was it was. Well, that last, that last shot at the end of the game, he, you know, he didn't even get that off 
No, for the buzzer. I mean, that he was held his... onto that for way too long. Yeah, that was. I mean, he he definitely likes it from the other side of the court, but that's no excuse. You got to get off a clean shot. Listen, just be grateful they didn't turn the ball over down there. <laughs> All right. I mean, to to have all those abilities he has, blessed to be able to bring the ball up, you know, and handle the ball like like he does. Yeah. I'm sold on Julius Randle. Oh. I'm officially sold on him. You know, I think I think a few weeks ago I was like, ah, well, I wouldn't extend him this summer. There's no reason to until next year. But I, I think this is the new Julius Randle. This doesn't feel like a fluke. No. He's imp- like you say, he's improved across the board. Absolutely. And he it's is so up, good. It's going to end up costing them a lot more money, though, in the long run now. Hey, whatever it costs. That's whatever, sure. dude. We've been waiting for a fucking star I mean, for for so long. I mean, we yeah, got him for next season, so that's fine. And you know I how mean, much sweeter it tastes? The fact that, you know, it's not even like like we signed him and he had this breakout season. We we lived with him, you know, through last year, right? And we got to see him grow as a Nick to the season he's having this year. It's just that much sweeter to me. How good this feels right now, winning like this after the struggles we've been through. Like I was thinking about this the other day. These other fans, they don't, they, they can't feel this way. Like a Nets fan does not feel this way when they win a few in a row. They, they feel nothing compared to us. They feel and, nothing. This yeah. feels like, I, I just, I told you before, I'm sitting and eating cereal in the morning, fucking with, tearing up, thinking about how this team has come this far so quickly and how they're playing at the end of games, how Julius is playing at the end of games. I'm getting tears in my eyes. Dude, and, and let's not, forget how important this game was it wasn't just the fact that they're trying to go from seven wins to eight wins this was the most important game that they've played all season to take that fourth place spot away from the Hawks and they weren't playing not to lose which you know you get in these long win streaks and sometimes you play like that you're timid they had to steal this game back from the Hawks the way that this game was going down the stretch yes did some breaks fall the next way when you know when Trey Young got hurt and he, they didn't have to deal with him on the court the last quarter? Yes, but you can't take that away from them. I mean, the, the Hawks still had a bunch of shooters out there on the court. Not going to say I was not a little happy when that happened. Well, hey, at first I was like, maybe this is karma because Taj got you know got hurt. Noel got hurt and this and that. But uh, but no, you can't take it away from them. Whatever it takes at this time of year, dude. This was a playoff level game. Absolutely. If there ever was one. Bodies were falling left and right. And we kept getting down by eight, nine points right? Or more. And we kept fighting back, kept fighting back. And then we were up by like six with, with a few minutes left when Blandy fucking texted us a, a fucking graphic he made for Twitter, eight <laughs> wins in a row, asking right. us what we think. And I swear, for the, the oh you ruined the end of that fourth quarter for me because oh, I was please. like- I was like, I'm not even, I saw what, I kind of saw what you texted, but I was like, I'm not going to look at this, put it down. Get and then I sat it. there as the, as the points dwindled down, I was like, fucking Blandy, you jinxed the whole fucking end of the game here. <laughs> Please. That's not real. But we blow it, right? We, we, we go into overtime and we fucking go up 10 within two minutes of overtime. We knocked them out. We knocked it out of the park in overtime once again. With Emmanuel quickly, a Dude. rookie leading the way along with Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett, all young guys, 26 and under. Emmanuel quickly, Craig, has not only cemented himself as one of the top tier guys in his own draft class of this year, but the flashes that he shows you, he looks like he's, you know, he's going to be a very, very special player. You know, just the, the things that he can do on the court. We have three guys right there, maybe more, but but at least Julius, R.J., and quickly that are showing the, the ability to come up huge at the end of games. 
They're doing what it takes to win. Obviously. When's the last time we lost, Barry? April 7th, Craig. Oh, wow. April 7th. And who do we play next? Doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. We can beat, we can win any single night. Toronto. See, I'm ready. Barry wasn't ready. Jay, do you want to adjust your final prediction for the season or you want to stick with with 30 wins? Should I stick yeah. with 30 wins, you think? <laughs> yeah, I'll stick with that. I'll go with that. All right. I'm going to stick with it. What do we got? 12 games left? 12 games left. What do you think they're going to go? Don't go through the... Just just take a wild stab. They're the hottest team in the NBA by far right now. Uh, a minimum of 39 wins. At the very least, they split. What a season. The potential to win 40 games this year. In a 72-game season. If it was a full season, mid-40s for wins. Possibility. What a turnaround. This is, I'm telling you. I'm dead. Historic. I'm Not dead. only is it historic in the own, in, in Nick's own franchise history, I think this is historic for the NBA. When Vegas predicted a team to finish dead last and they make the playoffs, I think is historic. I think it's been 34 years or something since that's happened. The fourth seed. Our Knicks. And Craig, think about this. Think about last season. Prior to last season, with all these new signings that they had between Marcus Morris and Julius Randle and Taj, and all those press conferences that they had talking about, oh, we're a bunch of dogs. We're going to come out and fight. We're going to be the 90s Knicks. This team this year, nobody said shit. They didn't say anything. They didn't talk a big game. They showed it to you on the court this year. This is the team. And they did it with their actions. Yeah, and the press hates it. They're so upset there aren't more press conferences. That Leon isn't talking. That World Wide West isn't talking. They don't need to fucking talk. And Craig, the other thing is the narrative around the NBA about this Knicks team. Everybody's saying you do not want to face the Knicks in the first round of the playoffs. You're hearing the coaches saying it. You're, You're hearing... National media say it, Craig, that you don't want to face this Knicks team because even though, you know, most likely they'll lose, you know, if they're playing, you know, the Nets or the Sixers or the Bucks or even Boston, maybe they'll lose. You don't want to face the Knicks because they're going to put you through a grueling series. Of all the four through 10 teams, of course, they're the team you don't want to face. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this isn't, they're not a pushover. You, you know, like they may not win a game if they were to go up against, say, the Nets or the Bucks. Or Philly in the first round, but that's not going to be. If it were a sweep, it wouldn't be an easy one. That's for sure. No, no. I mean, look at their look at their head to head matchups with those teams already, though. Even the, even the game they lost against Philly and Nets, yeah, super close, going the distance. I mean, the last two against the Nets, I mean, it's a yeah, bounce they, this way or a bounce that way. They are not an easy out at this point. No, and the way they play defensively, and them being a physical team, you think fucking KD, James Harden, these guys who aren't who are barely playing right now are going to want to step into the playoffs against that team. And thank God that fans are back in the building, not even just for the playoffs coming up, just the fact that the fans get to show their recognition and their appreciation for what this Knicks team is doing. And and now, especially that this win streak finds itself on this long homestand and that every game now is ending with a standing ovation from the crowd. You know, it like, like you said, brings tears to my eyes, Craig. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) It is teary eyes and hard nipples. Whoa. Mm. You guys saw the gym I built in my basement, right? Yeah. Yeah. So by the way, I built that right before this streak started happening. Okay. And it did cross my mind. All right. Oh, geez. Here we go. I I know this is crazy. It is crazy. But in the 90s, when I had my best times as a Nick fan, (laughs) every single game I had 
my my little my little weight bench in my room, my weights, and I worked out for every game, okay? Every game against those Pacers, Jordan and the Bulls, all those heated playoff battles. I would work out during the game. And guess what I've been doing this whole streak? Every game I'm working out during it. It's all, it's, holy shit, it's you, that's man. Why I'm in fuck, that, that's why I'm telling you, I, I died. Holy crap. And I went back to the 90s. I went back to the 90s. Nipples are hard and they're, they're puffed out. They're juiced up. It's a hard nip life. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'm going to be doing it to Mariah Carey music videos. <laughs> Taking it all the way back. Boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> okay, scrambled Playboy, all right? On the TV. It's not just when you come, like it's it's how hard you come. <laughs> the Victoria's Secret issue. Right. Shape magazine that was delivered to my mom. Oh jeez. Which I cut out pictures of and put them in Shape shoe mag- boxes. Shape <laughs> the fitness magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when you're all done, you say, Wow. This feels so good. This feels so good, man. Wow. <laughs> My mom would always be like, why am I missing pages? <laughs> so it went from page 84 to 87. What a shame. magazine. Oh, <laughs> All right, y'all hear that music. It is time for everyone's favorite part of the show. The only man who predicted that Julius Randle was the most accomplished Nick. Listen. <laughs> 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 it is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper, presented by... Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who is changing the crumb cake game. Their crumb cake of the month is Kitty's Carrot Crumb. Why don't you tell them about it, Jay? Well, it's a carrot cake with uh, Saigon cinnamon. It's got um, fresh carrots, plump crumbs, okay? And the finest all-natural ingredients. And don't forget about the real bourbon vanilla cream. Oh, no, you don't want to forget about that. You don't want to, I mean... They have incredible cream. Their cream is just, there's a lot of it, and it's just delicious. Does uh, this cake explode in your mouth when you eat it? It does. It does. That the It's combination of the crumbs and the cream. It just, I mean, if you're not careful, it'll get all over your face. Oh, and there's no better way to finish. From holiday gift boxes to their world-famous crumb gifts. <laughs> They even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription. Could you imagine if I had those Crumb Cakes in high school? It would be uh, just be unstoppable. Game over. <laughs> uh, where was I? You can get a Crumb Cake of the There's Month still, subscription. Still no build your own Crumb Cake though, Craig. No, it's unbelievable. For three, six, or 12 months, go to ClarksonHaveCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNIXLIFE for 23% off your order. Take it away, Jay. I don't know what fucking news there could be other than talking about the Knicks being the hottest team in the world right now, but you can try. I got a couple of things. Um, First off, three positive COVID tests in the most recent testing. So there's that. Obviously, they've kept that number really low. Um, James Harden may not play now until the playoffs because of his hamstring injury. Oh, well, we uh, all feel really bad about that. Oh, Craig, do you realize, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but this brings me to a thought, the Knicks have won more games in a row than KD, Kyrie, and James Harden have played games together this season. Seven, right? They've played seven games together? That's right. Did you tweet that out, Barry? I'm about to. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for the win to happen. I didn't want to jinx it. Yeah. So you got KD's thigh bruise and you've got Harden's hamstring. So you got you got that going on. And what and how bad are those injuries? Are is that gonna are know. they just saving them for the playoffs? Like, dude, you've barely played any basketball in two years. What what's going on? How bad could it be? Somebody need him in the thigh? Uh, I don't know. So you got that. Um, not much on the court. There's that. Um, I don't know if you saw the the run that Steph Curry's been on. He's hit like 78 threes over the last 11 games, which is just he's been hitting yeah. from anywhere. Uh, and I saw him everywhere. in that Boston Celtics game. He was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Nike announced that it is not going to renew its endorsement contract with the estate of Kobe Bryant. So um, his wife, Vanessa, and the estate are now free to negotiate with other uh, companies about you know, Kobe shoes going forward. After the George Floyd verdict the other day, the NBA commissioner and the head of the NBA Players Association put out a joint statement together regarding the actual the verdict. The NBA had actually warned teams, or not warned them, but told them to be prepared and told the players to be prepared for the verdict in case it came back with, I guess, uh, Derek Chauvin being found not guilty and what they might have done in the wake of that. Um, but obviously that's not what happened. And then the big thing is, did you guys hear about Sterling Brown of the Rockets? Have you heard this? Oh, no. is that the guy that was assaulted? Yeah, so the Rockets were in Miami for, I guess, a back... They were in Orlando, and then they went to Miami, I think, for a back-to-back with the Heat, or maybe it was the back-to-back with Orlando and the Heat. And a bunch of the Rockets players went out to a strip club. <laughs> a strip club, which is called the Booby Trap. And uh, I guess Sterling Brown afterwards was leaving, got into a van thinking it was the van that he had called to get back to the team hotel. Turns out it wasn't. Got into an altercation with three people and ended up with some pretty bad injuries. Apparently, he was like hit in the back of the head with a glass bottle, suffered a whole bunch of lacerations to his face, had to go to the hospital, was bleeding quite a bit. Kevin Porter Jr. was involved in, apparently in terms of trying to uh, help him. Uh, so the... The police are looking into or investigating the crime itself, but now the league is looking into what was going on because they're not supposed to be out of the the team hotel. So they are now investigating (laughs) violations of of team protocols, COVID protocols. Um, Yeah, I just liked liked the name Booby Trap when I saw that. Fantastic, yeah. I mean, you know. Who doesn't want to be trapped by some boobies? Exactly, the Booby Trap. (laughs) Uh, and then last thing, the Mavs, I think they won tonight. Did, did, they were winning with only a couple of minutes to go. Uh, and if that's the case, then they are at 31 and 26, which, by the way, is not as good as the Knicks record. Not as good as the Knicks record. And that's the way the basketball bounces. How good did it fucking feel, by the way, to beat? Because we don't think we got to talk about this. About to, to beat, beat the Mavs? Those fucking babies, Luca and KP. No, now is it, you know, again, the first of two national games in the span <laughs> in one of, weekend. you know, three days. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, that was fantastic. Guys, you want to listen to some voicemails and yes. some Twitter questions. All right. All right. Get ready for this string here, guys. Ready? Here we go. Oh, my God. What a win. By the way, I have to say this is from Sunday. All right. Do we get, do we get eight? Eight voicemails for eight wins? Six games in a row. Unbelievable. Overtime win. Hey, guys. Then this morning, Ralph. Hi, guys. Seven in a row. 
Very excited <laughs> about that. Uh, <clears throat> I'm hoping for eight today. This is my birthday. Uh, happy birthday, Ralph. Hope yeah, happy birthday. birthday Thanks. Bye. It's a good birthday for Ralph. Happy birthday, Ralph. Great birthday. Ralph, after the game. Next win! Happy birthday to me! Woohoo! <laughs> Party at Ralph's. Party at Ralph's. <laughs> Brandon from Georgia. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, you no. Know, it's your boy Brandon from the GA. Apparently, I can't text. My bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. Brandon is texting me after the game on the same voicemail line, which we've said you could do. We've said you could do. But how could you not want to call after the eighth straight win, Brandon? And Brandon, think think about our show. You know, it's 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 a podcast, Brandon. You know, the we need the audio. You know, yeah, we, Craig could sit here and here? read your text, but we listen to Craig talk for an hour already. We want to hear some other yeah. voices. I got excited. But for real. And oh, we're number four in the East. This is huge. I don't know how to feel right now. That's a drop, if I don't know one, Jay. I don't know how to feel right now? This is huge. I don't know how oh. to feel right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is yeah. huge. Okay, got it. This is huge. I don't know how to feel right now. I don't. My daughter's sleeping next door, so I can't really yell. But he fucking out! It's back to the whispering, Barry. 12 years on Twitter wants to know how many rounds are the Knicks getting through this 2021 playoffs? Yeah. Oh, you didn't you just went straight from the voicemails. Oh, I'm sorry. You can interrupt the show now because you didn't get your fucking Twitter yeah. sound effect in. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we'll do it. It's never too late. No, you're going to you're taking Twitter questions? I want to yes, ask you a I'm bunch of questions. Well, we need that. Oh, uh, Jay, you are the fucking worst sometimes with the drops. The worst. <laughs> You're just supposed to fucking do them. Well, you didn't give me the opportunity to. Then you fucking forget about it and you move on, nope. Jay. This, uh-uh. Barry, can you believe this? I can't. I can't, Craig. <laughs> I can't believe it. He, he wants to cram these things in there. It's like an Alfred, Alfred Payton drive to the hoop when nobody's asking. Shut your it. mouth, funny guy. Okay. Now you may proceed. 12 Years asks, how many rounds are the Knicks getting through this year's playoffs? Well, I mean, we kind of answered that. If they stay number four, they can move on to the second round. If they if they drop out of that, I don't think they have any chance, really. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, if they if they're at the four, they have got a good shot of moving on. I don't see why not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their their home record is significantly better than their road record. So that you know, as much as we talk about how six is so important because they don't want to be dealing with that playing game, four is really important. And now that they have a realistic shot to stay there. It's super important because of that that home court advantage. Tommy J, question. I'd love you to address on the pod. All right, well, that's what we're doing right now. Why aren't we a top story on ESPN? Last I checked, we were in New York, not Memphis. I honestly don't get it. First of all, who the fuck watches ESPN? I did notice that obviously during that Mavs-Knicks game, all they fucking talk about is Luka and Dallas. And right after the game, after we beat them, the top story on Sports Center, whatever was right after the game, was all about Luca, as if they were assuming he was going to win that game. So they had all this stuff prepared to talk about Luca and how amazing he is. Barry, they just hate the Knicks, or what's going on? Look, there's definitely buzzing going on about the Knicks. 
but they're not the lead. You know, you still have two powerhouses in the East, okay? And the Bucks aren't that far behind them. Now, is the Knicks story tremendous? Yes. But then look over in the West. You got Phoenix Suns who went from a bottom tier team that transformed themselves into a top team. So there's a lot of spotlight that the Knicks are, you know, that the Knicks have to kind of navigate for. But they'll get their due. I mean, now eight wins in a row, taking sole possession of four. This was a huge win for 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 multiple reasons. You will hear a lot about the Knicks going forward. And the other thing to to think about is that then even though Julius Randle is having an MVP caliber season, right, and he's an all-star, he is still not considered a star, right? Uh a star that's going to draw viewers to games and to shows. Luca is. A lot of these teams have stars that are like that. They are celebrities. Julius Randle is not that. And that is, I think, a big reason why why they don't focus on the Knicks because we don't have that star. We don't have that star. Yeah. I mean, look at Damian Lillard. He's like, it, don't, it feels like he's first starting to get the respect to be mentioned in like, you know, the top five names in the league or top 10 names in the league. And he's been doing it for a long time already. So Randall's going to need to, you know, put a few of these seasons back to back to back before he gets that type of notoriety and recognition. But look, he's getting it here. And that's all that matters. Does Julius Randall not look fucking amazing with that hair? Those braids? I didn't love it when I first saw it. <laughs> what, what, what did you love about it? Which hairstyle did you like? I like the tight knit braids. Oh, you like the tight knit braids? Really? Yeah. I like this look. He looks like, he just looks like I would not fuck with Julius Randle. And that's what I want our Knicks to be like. He's like a jacked Emmanuel Quickly out there. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, they, it's like you, you put Quickly's hair on his head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But now you love it because they can't lose with that dude. Oh, please. I don't care what he does. Have you thought about doing that? You know, not until you mentioned it, but maybe maybe we should all do it. I think, right? I think we all need playoff all Nick fans should, Randall should Braids. That, that's cultural appropriation. We can't do that. Hmm. What does that mean? It's just It wouldn't go over well. That's what that means? Cultural appropriation? Don't they wear, like, uh, beards in, when, when, when Harden was, was in Houston? Didn't they wear beards it, for Harden? It would mean that we're white. We wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be taken well if we, if we did that. Wearing braids? Yeah, that's a cultural thing. It's cultural appropriation. No good. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. Take I it from me. I did not I, mean to I know appropriate. No, you don't want to appropriate <laughs> someone else's culture. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. You learned something. What other show do you get education like this? From an actual educator. That's right. All right. State certified one, so... If I say it, I mean, you know, it's it's coming from, from state a, certified educator. Yeah, someone who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Not, not about Nick's records. No, but about Julius Randle. He is accomplished. He's actually more accomplished now. All right, guys, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnickslife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnickslife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin and you can follow Jay at Landy Hooper 
And as always, you can call us. At 516-33-MESH-1. What are you in the middle of tweeting out that Durant, that Durant thing? Or? No, I tweeted that out a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> what are you doing on your phone right now? Can't wait till the end of the show? Uh, no, I can't. I mean, uh, what the fuck are you doing? I saw that <laughs> the show had gotten a couple of mentions. I was curious what it was. And it's, um, I think, just about how we've got to change the name of the show and the song. You know, which we've We're gotten before it. on like we little runs it. that the Knicks have gone. This is a, we got our new show name, which is you'll find out in about a minute. <laughs> well, all right. So, so you you know it, but you haven't told us. When will we find out? In a minute. Oh. <laughs> Do we want the schedule or no? All right. Who, yeah, like give me the schedule, Blandy. Uh, Saturday, we are home for Toronto. Um, and then next week, it's just a game Monday and Wednesday. That's it. Home for Phoenix on Monday and home for Chicago on Wednesday. So it's a, it's an interesting week. Only only two games. I, I mean, and the Knicks need some rest, I think. So I think that's good to get that. And obviously, you know, we've got to be looking to at least win two of those three. But who knows against the Suns? Yeah, the week after that is only two games. Oh, no, it's not. I can't read a calendar. Forget it. <laughs> I hate when they do that shit. No, there's four games the following week. Remember, guys, go on to wherever you listen to the show. Leave us a five-star rating and or positive review. Jay, are you recovered from that shit story? Any nightmares about it? Well, we did have a game there yesterday, uh, and I had to pee at one point, and I said, I'm not going over there. You didn't want to see if it was taken care of? No, I mean, I'm sh- I know it was taken care of. It had to have been. But, I, yeah, I was traumatized by it. I was not going back there. It's going to take a little bit of time before I'm willing to use that bathroom. <laughs> you would have walked in there and started getting flashbacks. Yeah. Uh. I mean, like, you know, if you walk, you know, if, no. You don't want to go right back to the scene of a murder right away. You know, you don't want to do that. I'm was not. the smell bad? Was it bad? Yeah, I don't think we ever talked about it. Was the smell, like, putrid? <sighs> you really have to get into I mean, this? When I opened the door, I didn't like I I held my breath because obviously on the outside something was wrong. Oh so just in case, I fell in a cesspool when I was a teenager. And uh, really, oh yeah, what? And I and I smelled like I, don't I had this, this smell I couldn't get off me for weeks. It was very upsetting. Barry, do you remember this? No. When the hell was this? Huh? That's maybe a story for another day. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. It was at sleepaway camp. Sleepaway camp. Circa 1992. Somewhere wow. around there. Wearing my brand new Air Jordans. Ooh. Playing a little post-lunch Frisbee. Manhunt? Frisbee. Oh, Frisbee. Went up to catch catch the Frisbee up near the edge of the woods. Plop into a hole. Open you know, plop is for sh- That's the right word to use, plop. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a shit story. All right, guys. That shit story was presented by BetOnline.ag. And until next time, it is a wonderful Nick's life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.